Shalom Aleichem from the Yiddish Book Center. I'm Seth Rogovoy, the curator of Yidstock, the Festival of New Yiddish Music, happening here at the Center July 11 to 15. This is one in a series of interviews with our Yidstock musicians. Today I'm speaking with Eleanor Risa, who will share the stage with Frank London's Klezmer Brass All-Stars on Sunday, July 15. Eleanor will be returning to Amherst on Sunday, October 21, for a headlining performance at the Book Center. Welcome, Eleanor. <laughs> Hi, Seth. Was Ah, Nishkin machte bris. Can I say that on the podcast? I don't know. Uh, yes, yeah, sure. Okay. Eleanor, you are a singer, actor, director, writer. You do it all, and you do it so well. Thank you, Seth. What I'm wondering is uh, given all that stuff, how did you in particular wind up singing Yiddish? Uh, um, you know, I, I, I really sort of started singing when I was a little child. Um, my parents were Holocaust survivors, and Yiddish was my first language until I started going to school. So I would sing like little ditties that I don't really remember, but... Also, they taught me, like, Oh My Papa, which is not really a Yiddish song, but uh, it felt like a Yiddish song and feels actually still to me uh, like a Yiddish song. And and they used to sing, you know, uh, stuff from uh, from Frank Lesser's uh, Guys and Dolls, which, you know, I, I Love You a Bushel and a Peck, which I thought was Yiddish. I love you. A bushel in a peck. A bushel in a peck. I mean, what's a bushel in a peck? So, but actually, the first, you know, sort of pro-Yiddish stuff uh, I did, um, there was an ad in the American Acting Journal, and they listed that uh, a, a Yiddish show, Rebecca the Rabbi's Daughter, a town hall, was looking for chorus. And um, I auditioned the same way I would for uh, an English show. It was a J-O-B. And uh, I wound up getting the job. Uh, Mary Surianu was the lead, and um, I was in the chorus. And that was my first uh, venture into Yiddish singing and Yiddish theater. Uh, and then she took ill before, you know, we were going on tour. And I wound up playing the lead, and, and that sort of cemented, you know, it was quick, but it cemented everything. So this is very interesting. So in fact, it wasn't really uh, that you set out to uh, sing in Yiddish or be in Yiddish theater. In fact, you, you specifically were not uh, oriented towards that. It was a political time and an off-off Broadway time and street theater time and that's what I thought. I didn't really think about career. Um, I just thought I wanted to do something productive in a artistic way. So it, it, it wasn't even so much Seth like I studied all this. You know what I mean? I just felt I fell in and I just kept falling in and learning while I was doing. Right. I guess the question presupposes the answer in a way. What I want to ask you is what's different about singing in Yiddish versus singing in English? Because I, I, I kind of get the feeling that this is probably not just that they're two different languages, but that in some way it's apples and bananas. Am I right? I, for me, I think you are right. Um, Yiddish, Yiddish is much easier for me to mm. sing. 
than English, oddly enough. And Yiddish, I feel much freer when I sing in Yiddish, and I feel like much more of a singer when I sing in Yiddish. I mean, if it's the same tune and the words are English and the words are Yiddish, I'm more comfortable in the Yiddish. Uh, And I guess to this day I still connect more deeply, and it just feels closer to like a, a good old shoe than than a pair of shoes that I try to squeeze my feet into. I feel that I'm more of an interpreter than I am a vocalist. Mm -hmm. So in Yiddish, there is so much room to interpret that, and and there's such an obligation even to interpret. In English, well, you know, everybody understands it, everybody knows it, everybody, it's it's been done. You know, in Yiddish, it feels like there's a lot of room for me. Fascinating. Have you ever been to the Yiddish Book Center before? Yeah, yeah. few times. Okay. And you've performed here before? Yeah, yeah. Great. But but you've never performed here before in, in the um, manner that we're going to see you on Sunday, July 15th, when we're going to see you with the Frank London Klezmer Brass All-Stars, which, if I may say, is a very, generally speaking, a very testosterone-laden, loud ensemble. So I'm wondering, what is your role going to be besides giving us a, a very welcome something to look at besides these guys oh, with horns? Bless you, Seth, Seth. A check is in the mail. <laughs> thank you, thank you. It, 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 first of all, I, I so love playing with those guys. And, um, you know, I have my own bit of testosterone myself, so I feel very, very comfortable with them. And they are so darn groovy. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, it, it, that's... So, I mean, I began, like, in Yiddish theater, but in my life living in New York and, you know, through rock and roll and jazz and funk and soul and R&B, and then getting to work with artists who incorporate all of that uh, all of those diverse things into Yiddish tunes so that Yiddish tunes are as cool as any other, as a Spanish tune or as a, you know, reggae tune. And that's what we do when I'm with Frank and, and the rest of those boys. And uh, we, we look at how to take material that's not new, but but musicalize it in such a funky, groovy, hip, pleasurable way. It's so much fun. It's so much fun to play with them. We did a couple of gigs last year in Butte, Montana, at the Folk Festival. And I mean, there wasn't a Jew for miles. And, and it was, it was just, it's just great music. Wow, I can't. I'm still. I'm, I'm still trying to get over the fact that that Frank London's Klezmer Brass All Stars with Eleanor Risa played Butte, Montana. Butte. I mean, it was great. It's such a beautiful sound, and and every one of the musicians are so uh, skilled and so contribute to the puzzle of the tune. I wish we had a, a plentiful more uh, opportunities to do it. It, it comes up a couple of times a year, 
and um, you know, if wishing made it so, I would we would do a lot more of those. Well, yes, which is why when I heard that you uh, occasionally joined forces like this, I knew that that this had to be on the lineup at the uh, first annual Yidstock. So really looking forward to that. Now, um, then uh, also, um, and actually even before we thought of this, we, you know, we, we plan to bring you um, here in the fall on Sunday, October 21, in uh, the manner that uh, we more conventionally um, see your performance. Can you just offer a hint of what people can expect um, well, it's, it's for a, that it's, gig? It's going to be, it's, clearly going to be very different than me and Frank and the Klezmer All-Stars because that's, I mean, that's all brass and uh, I think it's five or six players. Um, in, in, uh, in, no, in November, it'll be a little, it'll be more intimate and uh, the great thing about these past couple of years is that, is that I've been playing with... Um, a wide variety of different terrific musicians so i'm still formulating you know what it's going to be and who's going to be down uh, up there with me and amherst but it, it what whoever it will be they will also be extraordinarily groovy and um it's it, 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 it's different but it will be the same in that it's interpreting material that's not new so that it resonates in a current way mm. that's that's kind of what i do whether it's with frank uh or with zalman or with hankus or with you know patrick farrell or uh you know Jimi Hendrix or any of the people that I usually play with. Right, and that that makes me. Uh, I guess what I'd say Jimi Hendrix because I, I was thinking about Woodstock. <laughs> I just, I've never done Yiddish tunes with Jimi Hendrix. Right, right, I'll, I'll right. Pass up. Well, that's his loss. I'm sure he would have been much more it famous. True, <laughs> that's right. Um, <laughs> I think he was he was going to be heading in that direction. Unfortunately, when uh, you know he was. Uh, cut short too young but um I know. yes it's yeah okay <laughs> but w what i did want to ask just following up on what you were just talking about is um what what makes you want to sing a song uh, in, uh, in other words when you're when you're choosing something or something chooses you what is it about it that says oh okay yeah yeah i mean because i'm sure you can like a certain song and well i like it but i'm not going to sing it but but then there are certain songs that yes this is one that you're going to sing so what makes that happen uh, often it's the words, um, you know, it, often it's the words, uh, and often it's the melody, um, but it has to fit either like a sort of movement in my body that it makes me want to groove with it or bounce with it, or, or, or uh, the words need to be really soulful or funny or sexy or something I can plug myself and my uh, experiences into. You know, like, for example, I never sing Papi Rossen, right? A great tune. Mm -hmm. I, uh, 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 you know, it's about a little waif selling cigarettes, blah, blah, blah. I can't, it's a tune, for example, that I, I can't sing. It doesn't it's a little schmaltzy. There's no way that I've been able to figure out how to do it. 
but I mean, but maybe if it had like a conga feel, <laughs> or you know what I mean. But but I would try anything with Frank, right? Because we we would try to find some new truth and some new essence. So often, also, it's who I'm working with mm. and, and uh, how you know we can dance around the pole. Tell us um, about some other projects uh, that you've been working on lately that uh, you're excited about or that, you know, we should know about. I guess the two biggest bits of news is that uh, in August uh, and September, um, I'm going to Israel with Mike Burston. Mm. Uh, This theater company in Tel Aviv, Yiddish Spiel, is bringing us over to work on the play uh, The Adventures of Herschel Ostropolia <laughs> that I uh, adapted and directed last year for the Folkspina. So uh, he and I are heading over there uh, in August and September. And then in Jul- before that, in July, I'm acting in English uh, in this play called The Material Girl by this young writer, Dan Fishback. And I play uh, a woman who's 105. <laughs> well, that's quite oh, no. a stretch, oh, I must no, say. Typecast. No, typecast. terrible. That, that's going to be the most amazing acting performance I've ever seen. <laughs> Eleanor, thank you so much for oh, um, pleasure always for being with us. Uh, and uh, for you listeners out there, join us at Yidstock on July 14 and 15 at the Yiddish Book Center in Amherst, Massachusetts to purchase tickets. And for more information, visit yiddishbookcenter.org slash Yidstock. I'm Seth Rogovoy for the Yiddish Book Center in Amherst, Massachusetts. Our producer is Emma Morgenstern. For additional interviews and conversations, please visit our website, yiddishbookcenter.org slash audio. Tune in again soon.